Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? This week, we're talking about podcasting equipment. What equipment do you need to set up your first studio? Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters today is the only way to thrive tomorrow. Appreciate you guys being here. Today, we're talking about your podcasting equipment, especially for beginners. What are the things you need to record and to get going with your first podcast? Before we get into that, if you'd like to refer back to any of the lessons from today's episodes, go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash blog for the epic blog post for this show and others. And if you are already started podcasting and you'd like to know how to convert one hour of content into one month of content, go ahead and check out. I've created a free step-by-step guide for you all about repurposing. And you can download it right now on my free resources page at brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources. So let's jump into the show. Brands on Brands. All right. Today we're talking about podcast equipment, podcasting equipment. And yes, there are a lot of episodes, content on the interwebs lists that already tell you what podcast equipment you can buy, what you need to buy. What I'm going to do is break down for you today what you need to start versus what you need as you grow uh, and move forward. But specifically, let's talk about what you need when you're getting started. It's not much, but there are some things that I think people uh, confuse or they get the wrong information. I just want to put it out there so I can send people to this episode when they're asking the question because it is important. So first and foremost, when you are podcasting, you need a microphone. You can get away with headphones and whatever else, earbuds, but it's not going to be a quality podcast that you're going to be proud of. So a microphone, number one, the most important thing you need. You can literally get away without anything else, but you have to have a microphone. And which microphone should you have? Pay attention. It is a dynamic microphone. Why? Because most of you are not in a professional recording studio. You don't have soundproofed rooms So you need what they call a dynamic microphone so that you only are picking up the sound that's four inches from the microphone. The other kind of microphones are called condenser microphones. And I'm not an audio engineer, but I'll tell you a condenser microphone is what they used to record beautiful professional music. And the reason they do that is because it picks up everything. It gets all that beautiful tone in your voice. That's great. Terrible for podcasting, especially if you're recording from a room in your house that is not a studio, which is 90% of podcasters out there, right? So do yourself a favor, get a dynamic mic. The one that most people use or suggest uh, is the ATR 2100 microphone. It's right now $99 on Amazon. Sometimes you can get it for sale for $20 off, but the ATR 2100 microphone is what I use. It's what many people use that are professional podcasters. And yes, while it does take some of the sound out of your voice, It is what you will need so that you're not sounding like you're in this weird bubble echo room because you don't have soundproofing. So that's number one. Number two, 
beyond the microphone is, you know, getting a, a pop filter that you can put on top of your microphone, which is just a little styrofoam ball. You can get a pack of five of them for $10 on Amazon. Uh, it's a foam ball microphone windscreen is what they're called. You can Google that uh, on Am or search for it on Amazon and get that. And what does that do? Well, instead of the harsh S's and P sounds that sound like popping when you're recording, it takes all those away so that when you are putting the sound out or you're getting it edited, it doesn't have all those harsh sounds that really are, when you're trying to listen to it as a listener, are very frustrating to keep hearing it over and over. And if you do hear them, you're going to want to tune out or move on to the different show. Um, it's a very simple thing to add to your, your, your collection. It's very inexpensive. So for recording purposes, those are all you need. Your microphone is going to come with a little mic stand. It's a little tripod. As long as you don't bang your desk with your hands, the sound will be fine. If you are looking for something on top of that, you can get a boom arm, which is something you add to your, you clip onto your desk and it holds the microphone in the air. And they get that so that anything you do on your desk with your hands, whether you're clicking something or typing something on your computer, uh, like I like to type notes while I'm interviewing a guest. If I don't have a boom arm, you can hear my hands hitting the table. You can hear the echo of that. A boom arm gets rid of that. So uh, a microphone suspension boom arm is about $25 on Amazon. And uh, it's easy enough for most people to get uh, at that price. But again, you don't need it, but it's helpful. And again, just so you guys know, if you guys need this information, I'm going to be uploading it to my website at brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources. If when you look there, it's not there yet, because uh, depending on when I release this, we'll see how, if I, how quickly I can get it up. Uh, I have the list already built. I can, I'm happy to email it to you. Just DM me on Instagram at Brandon Berkmeyer or shoot me an email, Brandon at Brands on Brands, and I'll send it to you at brandsonbrands.com. I'm happy to do that. But a microphone boom arm, uh, $25. The next thing that I think is important is a good set of earphones, especially if you're editing your own sound. I use the, uh, you can get the ATH uh, M20X Pro headphones. They're $49. There's lots of different versions of them. Uh, but just go on Amazon, look up good headphones and try to keep it under $50. And those those are the ones that are, are going to be fine for you. As long as they cup your ears uh, and block out the other sounds, so you can actually hear any of the random sounds going on in the background when you're editing or when you're recording. What I like to do is I have my earphones, headphones on when I'm recording so that if I can hear something in the background happening, I know that I need to either start over, edit that out, or um, just know that it's there. And yeah, so that's headphones. The other thing that I would throw onto this list as a probably a must have for any podcasters that want to do this long term is get a webcam. Get a webcam that you can record all of if you're especially if you're doing interviews, record everything in video. Whether you use it or not to begin with, doesn't matter. You might eventually someday want to convert that video into clips or into uh, a YouTube channel that you will have that asset for. You won't have to start over with all your new interviews. You can go back into the archive and release old episodes because you've recorded it from the beginning. And all it takes is a little webcam that you stick on top of your computer and you're good to go. And you're, if you're recording in Zoom, that stuff is happening naturally. You don't need any extra lighting or anything like that. The popular webcam out there, especially since Zoom started uh, being very popular uh, in 2020, the Logitech C920S uh, or any Logitech camera is pretty reliable overall for this kind of of work when you're a beginner. Don't get the fancy uh, cameras that you hear all about. A simple webcam is fine for podcasters, especially when you're starting out. You can upgrade all these things later, but when you're starting, don't overdo it. It's not worth it. 
the Logitech webcam is about $69. You can get that on Amazon and it'll do you just fine. It'll serve you and you'll have that extra content for you, especially if you get into repurposing, all that content will be right there for you. What else? Let me add to the list here. Uh, if you do get more serious about your lighting uh, or your camera and the video, if you want that to just show up a little bit better, you can grab a ring light. They are 40 bucks, $39 on Amazon for a selfie ring light with a tripod and you just put it in front of you or behind your computer when you're recording and it shines a light on your face. It's funny as while I'm recording this, I actually don't have mine today. I'm in the middle of like changing rooms and moving things over. So I have terrible lighting today, but you know what? I still am managing to get this thing recorded because I don't necessarily need it. It just helps, right? Today, I just have a microphone with a pop filter and a Logitech camera and my earphones. That's all I have going on today. Everything's plugged into my laptop and that's it. So I can literally record from anywhere with a very basic setup. If you do get a, a selfie ring light, uh, what's also great to add to that is a diffuser, what they call a, a softbox diffuser. So there's one from Juke. It's spelled J-I-U-K-E, the Juke diffuser. It's $12. You just wrap it around the ring light and it cuts off some of the harshness of the white light um, hitting directly on you. So it, it's nice, a nice softer light on your on your skin, right? And that'll just help you uh, help it look a little bit better. Again, all these resources, you can go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources, and I will hopefully post this list up there for you guys to have access to, or at the very least, you can reach out to me and I'll send it to you. What else do we got here today? Just for some of you that might still have echo problems, because I know some, some rooms are just built differently where the sound is bouncing off of walls. Uh, what I ended up buying for some of those problems, um, give you that echoey sound like you're underwater, um, was a small isolation shield. There's one from Newer, N-E-E-W-E-R, for $49. And I throw that just behind my microphone and that blocks off some of the echoey sounds a lot of the time. I don't, again, I don't even have that up today because I'm just moving around a lot. So I'm podcasting with minimal equipment today and you can hear how this sounds compared to other episodes and see the difference. Luckily, I have a great editor who goes in and adds the right filters to these things to make it sound as good as possible. But if I make it easier on them and have a better recording situation to begin with, then the editing is easier to do and there's more consistent delivery of the audio quality over time. Now I'm going to go into some software ideas for you guys, okay? I, I call it, this is an equipment episode, but sometimes your software is is just as interesting to know about when you're move, moving into this field. So uh, what I'll tell you is for editing, if you're going to do a little bit of editing or just if every now and then you might need to just cut something out yourself that your editor didn't have a chance to, or even just you want to record and you don't have video set on, or just to hear the the sound of your microphone to hear if there's any issues with it, or to record a little uh, example and, and test your, your setup. I use a program called Audacity. Uh, a lot of people do. It's Audacity. It's audio editing software. It's free. And you download that online, add it to your computer. It's a desktop uh, application. And it can be complicated to use, but if you just use it simple features, you're fine. You know, plug your things in, hit record, listen to what it's doing. And what helped me when I was starting, guys, like especially for people that are just getting going, what you don't realize half the time is what your volume microphone is set to. And you have no idea where, you, if you set it too high, you're going to experience bad quality sound because you're so loud that you're peaking and the microphone can't capture it correctly. And I might not even be using the right technical terminology, but I'm telling you, when you use this software, you hit start, you can test your sound. And as you talk into it, it'll show you where your levels are. And so a lot of the time, depending on the microphone, whether you're using earbuds or a microphone or something else, the the sound changes, the loudness changes. So 
for a microphone like this that I'm using today, I need to have my volume set up to about, you know, just about 90% volume so that it will capture uh, my voice at a high level. And if I have it set higher than that, it would peak. And what I can, I can tell because when I'm looking at it, as long as I keep it between what on this number scale, it says between 12 and 18, if I can keep it somewhere in that range, I'm fine. If it hits at a different number, like it's six or zero, suddenly I'm going to be causing, uh, you know, having problems, but I don't need to get technical. But what I'm showing, saying is that you can look at these numbers and you can Google what appropriate recording levels are. Uh, and you can see, well, whenever I have my volume set higher than this, I'm hitting that like red zone, right? Audacity will help you do that. So I've used it for that. I've used it to do some self-editing uh, here or there. And also just to test my sound. If I feel like I, there's been problems with my microphone, I'll test it in there. And like before this episode, I was hearing crackling. So I kept testing different situations and it turned out my wires were fine. My microphone was fine. But the little plug-in dongle that has multiple uh, USB conversions, that thing was on the fritz or was not transferring things properly. So I took that off, plugged everything in. Suddenly my sound is working fine. But I got to test that using Audacity to figure out, you know, what are the different things. So great software. It's free. It's super useful. And you can Google uh, videos on how to use it. So uh, that's all there for you. Another great one, especially if you're doing video and you guys want to live stream, StreamYard is amazing. Uh, it's called StreamYard. It's a live stream studio. There's versions of it that are $0 a month. What that basically does is if you want to record in a like a studio room, you can add graphical overlays to your video uh, as you're recording. You could pop up little comments or you can add graphical frames. You can bring on guests and you can redistribute this or you can live stream your video to multiple platforms like Facebook, YouTube, a Facebook group uh, or something like that. And it pushes them to all those places at once while you're doing this all live. Uh, it's a great way to get your video content out if you're doing a live stream all the time. Uh, and it also saves that content for you. You can download the video, you can download the audio, and it'll be all right there for you pre-produced. So you don't have to do anything. If you want to release a video that has nice, a nice look and flow to it, you can do it all right there. And it has intros you can embed too, so the sound would be already embedded for that. Um, so it's like a little recording studio, uh, all digitally built. So something I've used when I was going live on Instagram more often, definitely check that out overall. Another one, Zoom, obviously a lot of my interviews, a lot of people's interviews are done on Zoom these days to get the video. It's a video conferencing app and that's about $15 a month uh, for one of the levels of service, uh, one of the more basic levels of service. And when I'm recording interviews, it's a simple link that I send to people. They show up, I hit the button to record and the whole show is recorded. The sound is recorded. And as long as you're going into the audio settings, which is a hack for you guys, going to the audio settings or rec recording settings, and make sure you're clicking the button that tells you to record your sound separate than your guest sound. It'll give you now two audio tracks, one for you, one for your guest, that your editor can edit separately because guess what? My sound quality might be different than my guest sound quality. My guest might have either the different volume than me, and the editor can now pair those up to be about the same volume, or... Maybe there's a hum in the background uh, of my guests, like they've got a fridge in the background or an air conditioning unit. They can pull those sounds out of their recording because they've separated their file from my file. So having two separate recordings is huge. And there's a simple button in Zoom to help you do that. And a lot of my solos, I even record in Zoom just because it's easy 
sometimes. So I definitely recommend that as well. In terms of hosting, a lot of people ask about podcast hosting and where do you put your show so that it gets distributed everywhere. I use Libsyn. There's a lot of good options out there. Um, I like a professional option that is safe. It's $15 a month. It's where you upload your show and it distributes it to all the different places um, that need to go like iTunes and Spotify and all those other places. So Libsyn is the one I use and it has all the things, all the things you need, all the tools you need, but there's a lot of good ones out there. The only thing I would tell you to avoid, and this is just my personal experience, uh, is Anchor. There's a lot of people that think Anchor works just fine. That's good for them. For me, I didn't like it. There's workarounds for it, but the things I didn't like about it was they had added ads to my audio. Uh, they had added a logo to my cover art, which apparently there are ways to uncheck that and take it off, but that was the default at the time. And I didn't like that. And then on top of that, the feed, as you, if you, most of us submit our feed to Apple ourselves, and because of that, we can log into Apple and then check the statistics. In Anchor, they do it for you, which sounds good in theory, except now they are the ones that control that feed. So if they disappeared, it would not be your feed anymore, right? It's just not something I think is necessarily the best practice. People might disagree with that. It is convenient to use, but just not my cup of tea. So I'd recommend going with a more professional service like a Libsyn or something else, but there's a lot of good ones out there. And then for a couple other things, if you guys want to check your podcast rating, say you've launched a podcast and you want to see how you rank out there versus other podcasts, uh, Chartable is a great podcast analytics tool that shows you where you're ranking week to week in all the different countries and in the different uh, categories of podcasting. So Chartable, check that out. Register your podcast with Chartable. That's free. In terms of graphics, Canva is something I use to do add a lot of design to my social media. If I want to take my episode and I want to add a little uh, graphical design to it before I post it on social media, I just use Canva. It helps me design a lot of the, the work I put out there today. That's $0 a month for the beginning packages. And then for email marketing, if you guys are building uh, your subscriber list, I would recommend you do that via email. Ask people to sign up for your newsletter or to sign up to get uh, weekly content from you and do that on your website and grow your email list. It's going to be the number one way you can build rapport and a relationship with your audience is through email. And to do that, you can use a simple tool like ConvertKit for your email marketing. And you helps you, you can build landing pages too for those things, downloads, all that can be built there. And it is where you store all your email contacts. And then if you want to broadcast something to them, you can do that right there in the system. And from there, it gives you statistics, tells you how many people open your, your emails and all those other things. So that's something I use. There is a $0 a month version, but what I like about it is as you scale up in size, the price goes up with the subscriber counts, but at a reasonable rate, Right. One of the ones a lot of people talk about is HubSpot. I've tried it. It is probably the like Rolls Royce of email marketing, but because of that, it's also at that cost. Now they trick you at the beginning. They say that there's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, it's like free or it's really inexpensive, but that's up to like a thousand subscribers. And once you jump beyond that, it's like one or 2000. Once you jump beyond that, it skyrockets in price uh, to like 800 or a thousand dollars. I forget the exact number, but something that for most of us is just not the next jump we're ready to take. So I actually switched over off of that because of that, even though it gave me so much amazing information about the people, uh, how they're interacting with my emails. But again, it's great for corporations, not for the independent beginning podcaster. So avoid that if you can. And then the last thing I'll mention is something called Fusebox. It's a podcast player. 
if you want to embed that on your website, it allows you to put your podcast on your website as a player that they can pick episodes from uh, in a more professional designed way. Something I've considered, not something I'm using right now, because I kind of like how I've embedded my Libsyn player into my blog post at a very small place and it's easy to, to use, but I've seen another website and it looks great. So, uh, and it's from a, a very well-trusted influencer in the space, uh, Pat Flynn. So I think Fusebox is a, a great tool for a lot of you if you're looking for that extra pizzazz on your website. It's free to add. Uh, you could check that out too. So that was a lot, I know. But again, I just want to emphasize, if you're getting started, really, you just need the microphone, the pop filter cover, some headphones. And if you can spare it, throw in the video camera and you're good to go. You're off to the races. That's what I would tell you guys. And just those few things, those first four things, you add them together and you're talking you know, under $250 uh, for all that stuff. So that would be my recommendation, guys. Uh, take it from someone who's doing this and isn't trying to trick you into getting extra stuff. This is the beginning uh, for the beginning uh, people out there. And then, you know, there's other things I talked about today you can add on along the way. So hope that helps. Hope that was useful for you guys. And if you are just getting started and you need your podcasting idea, you're not there yet. You're still getting going. Uh, go back to episode 150, where I give you guys 10 podcasting ideas for beginners. Uh, it's all right there for you guys to check out. And uh, if you got a podcast idea, you're still struggling trying to figure out that out uh, and you want help with it, you want to work with someone on it, hit me up. I'd love to hear what your podcast idea is and give you my two cents on it. Just go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash coach and we can set up a call and talk. That's it. That's what I got for you guys today. Uh, I hope that was helpful, guys. That's my equipment for you. And again, if you need it, just email me, brandon at brandsonbrands.com and I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll shoot it right there for you and you'll have the list and you can just pick what's there using those links. That's it. And I hope that was helpful. If you guys are out there building your brands, just remember it's a journey. Tackle the little items each day and move forward. Hope these tactics shared were helpful. And as always, thank you for listening and I will catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.